Welcome to Grace Notes. On our last program, we addressed the subject, How to Succeed at the Most Important Job of Your Life. We defined this wonderful job of working for Almighty God and showed how we can qualify for it. In taking on any new job, we naturally ask a lot of questions, but consider this. Do we ever think about what it will take to please our boss? This is our topic for today's program. I've had several jobs in my lifetime and have always tried to win my boss's favor, but I've never considered what it would take to please them before I took the job because I didn't know them. In order to please our bosses, we need to know what makes them tick. Webster defines the word please as to give enjoyment or satisfaction to, to make glad. Now, obviously, if we achieve the job's objectives, they should be pleased. But when there's no written description, it's tough, especially at review time. Well, God, our spiritual boss, doesn't leave us in the dark when it comes to what he wants us to do and what pleases him. His word, the Bible, makes his expectations perfectly clear. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Notice, this work plan is designed for those who are in Christ. The good works mentioned here are not to earn our salvation. Only Jesus could do that. In fact, when Jesus was asked what must be done to do the works God requires, he answered, as recorded in John 6, 29, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. God's number one desire for us is that we believe in Jesus. Once we become a believer, we can rest assured God has our work plan all laid out. We work because we're part of God's family. And like all families, we have responsibilities to listen for his orders, to trust him, and to let him do his work through us. God's gonna do what he's gonna do. He's always up to something new. And you never know just who he's going to so when he calls your name, my friend, find your place and jump right in if you want to be in on what God's going to do. God's going to do what he's going to do. He's always up to something new and you never know just who he's going to use. So when he calls your name, my friend, find your place and jump right in if you want to be Place and jump right. 
demonstrate our faith. They show that we believe. I like the practical way a pastor of mine described it. He used a chair. He said, I have faith that this chair will hold me, but I don't prove my faith until I actually sit down. James 2:14-26 describes the relationship between faith and works. James writes, What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. Brother and sister here refers to a fellow believer. We are to help take care of our spiritual family members as part of God's directive. Galatians 6.10 says, As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Now let's take a further look at this very important job requirement, faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 10.38 also says, My righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. Faith is fully expecting our perfect, good, and fair God to keep his promises, so much so that they become the reality by which we live. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. It is treating unseen things as if they are already objects of sight rather than just hope. This is true of past events we didn't observe, like creation and Jesus' time on earth, as well as future promises yet fulfilled. Faith is the foundation on which all our future hopes are built, our bodily resurrection glorified bodies, and a heavenly mansion with Christ. It gives a kind of possession of many of these hoped-for things beforehand. Several New Testament verses speak of them as if they've already happened. Ephesians 2, 4 through 10 says, Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. 
And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. John 6.47 confirms, He who believes has everlasting life. These verbs are all past tense. It's a done deal. But is it fair to ask us to believe in something we can't see? Yes, because Jesus is the author of our faith. It's not something we have to conjure up. He gives it to us liberally if we but ask. Romans 10.17 says that faith comes from hearing the word of God. But just hearing the word isn't enough. We have to have a willing heart to accept the faith that comes with it and act on it. The more we read God's word with an open heart, willing to believe, the more our faith is built. But our faith atrophies when we slack off and become spiritual couch potatoes, forgetting his word and prayer. It's absolutely necessary to work our faith and choose to believe in the tough times where we'll forget the promises and rely on our own strength to get us through. It's interesting. We put faith in many things and don't even realize it. We expect the sun, the air, the water to be available. We trust the roads to be free of debris so we can travel 60 miles per hour. We count on our money to be secure in our banks, our food to be safe to eat, and even people to keep their word. The list goes on. Faith is a matter of trust, but not in something unproven or potentially unstable. Rather, in someone who always keeps his promises. His words are true and unchangeable. That's life assurance to live by. I love the acrostic I came across for faith. Forsaking all, I take him. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Precious Jesus
You've been listening to Grace Notes. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program where we'll continue the topic, How to Please Your Boss. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.